Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. Jay Truitt's here like clockwork. Andrew, I just finished up across the pond with him. And hey, hey I have no idea where he's at. Again, that's the... That's the reason that we're not British today is that they're never on time. Is that the no, only reason we're right. not British today? No. <laughs> well, it could be. I don't know. Well, considering that uh, the British invented the modern clock, uh, I'm not for sure that we can really even say that. They probably were more on time than uh, most. No. Lots of reasons. Lots of reasons. My mother was a Chapman, so... I've told people for a long time that I'm 100% German. Turns out the Chapmans uh-huh. were from England. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm married to a lady who is uh, uh, English on top of English on top of English on oh, her that's, side of the family. That's a purebred. Right? You know what I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a thoroughbred. They prance around and <laughs> and. and uh, and Did you say Kathy's fast? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, Kathy is sweet and cute, and uh, she does prance around a little bit once in a while, and she would think that's funny. Uh, but she did just walk out the door, and you know that, so um, I'm not going to get caught uh, telling on her. Yeah. Nor am I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew she walked out, so yeah. it, was, it was safe for me to go down that path. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. You won't get beat up when you see her either. So, uh, well, I yeah, haven't seen her for so long. Out. Good grief. I don't know why you keep her hidden. No, Maggie, I know. And you did, once, once you drove several several hundred miles to see her and you couldn't even track her down. I know. She's running hard from you. That's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, I think that the uh, mysterious man, when we start talking about Kathy, all of a sudden he shows up. Yeah. Now, when we start talking about my beautiful wife, yeah. all of a sudden. Andrew decides to join the show and uh, and just begin to talk uh, about uh, all the different things that were going to be involved. Now, it's it's fall though, right? And so she's off and running. We, I mean, uh, and to get it out of the way, uh, my father passed away this last weekend, and so we're in this week, uh, which is a it's a, it's a both a tragedy and a blessing. And people that have gone through this experience can understand that he'd. Uh, uh, experienced a long illness prior to this, and uh, my father was a great guy, the hero of my life, and all of those, uh, all of the accolades that I could ever claim. Um, but now we're in the process of doing two funerals in two different states in one week, right? Oh, and no. um, shuttling people around and and uh, all the activity that goes with that. And so Kathy is off being a bus driver today uh, yeah. to pick up kids that are coming in. And who else has died? Uh, it's my father. Yeah, uh, I know your had, father's died, and uh, no, I, but I, he oh, has. I mean, it, so I'm really sorry about that. I'm sorry to yep. hear that. He'll have a he'll have a funeral in Missouri, and uh, yeah. and then there'll be a funeral in Texas, and then uh, oh, he'll have a. Yeah, and then well, just because we have kind of two different families that are separated in two different places, sure. and he okay. will uh, have full military. Very honors. Um, oh wow! Cemetery in uh, in Texas as well. So oh I, wow! But the tiny bit of a war hero, at least from my perspective. So, um, 
for the I don't Korean, think there's any such thing as a tiny bit of a war hero. Uh, yeah, no doubt, right? Maybe everyone that yeah. uh, ends up in combat is a hero. Absolutely. Well, right. Jay, I'll, I'll give you all my thoughts with you, and I hope you get through because sure. it's uh, losing a parent. It's a horrible thing. I know Claire's gone through that twice this year, and it's a horrible thing for anybody to experience. Yeah, it's a real thing, right? And, I, you know, it does give me some... It, 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 in relation to the show and what we normally talk about, my dad was kind of the epitome probably of our listeners, you know, <laughs> and uh, in the fact that he was that guy that that had built and created jobs and wealth and, and lived his entire life at the end of the rural route. Um, yeah. my, father, my father has never lived inside a city limit, to my knowledge, oh. and uh, in his entire life. And uh, the uh, he, he he in his life he died he was ninety three uh, he would have been ninety four in December and uh, he he saw all the all the good productive things that we did to try to build the infrastructure of America and then he saw all the bad things that we did then uh, yeah. and and he could talk about it real rationally and from just an observer standpoint. Um, towards the end of his life and it uh, it i have to say i consider it a real blessing that he and i got to spend the last two or three years together a considerable amount of time um from just from that i got i got to see a, a different view of the world and the, our world the world we live in and i know you guys were talking about things like endangered species and and how government programs and interactions with land on across the pond um today uh, and and my dad could like go on ad nauseum uh, about uh, examples of failure of government after a certain period in time, and and then even he would he could talk about the fact that and did talk about the fact that while we had these great works projects that the United States undertook. Was that really the right way to have gone about that? Now, in hindsight, when we look back, you know, those things were great things in the building of the Hoover Dam. And and uh, Trent's talked about the fact that uh, uh, my ancestors, my dad's dad, um, uh, went to Missouri and picked up mule trains, literally, uh, like strings of 100 mules at a time, and would uh, take them back through the Indian nation and uh, train him. That was kind of his thing, right? And uh, which tells you kind of how tough of a old geezer he was. Uh, but the uh, they were doing that for those big works projects to build highways or roadways or dams or to create things. And and uh, and I think my dad's perspective was that what would have happened if we would have just let all this happen in the normal course and we would have done it all as we kind of figured it out. And uh, would we have screwed up the Colorado River uh, water system to the point that nobody can figure out who can do what? We let the government weigh, federal government weigh into that debate. And in the western part of the United States, we've been now fighting that battle for uh, 100 and, 117 years or something right now. And did we did we make any progress? Did did we really? I mean, are, we're not as smart as we think we are, is uh, I think was the takeaway that he usually came up with. And uh, even when we, a bunch of us put our heads together, maybe we're not. We should have probably trusted in our own instincts 
at the local level and and the at each state kind of solved its problem and and tried to figure out how to work with neighboring states a lot closer but um are you not are you not really saying though that um whenever you look at big uh infrastructure product projects these days as soon as <laughs> the government gets involved in the building of anything uh it struggles i think that well that's the take I, of yeah that. I, I just think, so it's kind of interesting, and I can argue both points, right? If you were to ask me whether or not, um, so there's a big battle raging over whether or not they ought to build the new big stadium complex in Kansas City where the Chiefs and the Royals play, right? That's going to be one of the things that comes up at, at some point. And they go, well, the government needs to fund it. I will tell you, I think that's profitable for the government to fund those. They can literally, that's one of the things that the government can actually make a profit from. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't argue with that fact, but that's over entertainment, et cetera. What, uh, the, the example that you described of a rail, a rail program that got started and they changed their mind, they want to uh, charge farmers twice as much money for the land that they, no, no, they ran, they, an, they, an easement they, for. They ran out of money. They ran out of money. Well, but I mean, they're trying to, they changed their minds. So now they're selling back, yeah. trying to sell yeah. it back at twice yeah. the profit yeah. or twice the price that they actually paid for an easement. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the classic example of how, especially federal and regional government programs, just almost always, they just almost always are not as good as what the private sector could have figured out. We have to take a break right here. Roll route. We'll be back with more. I'm taking Jay to task on whether or not they can generate a profit with the Royals and the Chiefs. More after this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Apache sprayers right off the bat today. If you want the most precise control of those pests, then I suggest you get a hold of Simpson Farm Enterprises. Three locations in Kansas, one in Nebraska, and outlets all over the Great Plains, Colorado. Northeast Colorado is an excellent place as well. You can go to High Plains Apache if you're in the Minnesota area. That is based in Fargo. All about the technology, the service, and controlling these pets. We cannot afford for water and nutrients to be used for weeds, plants out of place. We can't afford to have holes in our leaves. Thanks to the insects, Apache Sprayer Technology has the ability to help give you the leg up that you need. Simpson Farm Enterprises, simpsonfarm.com or highplainsapache.com. Check out the Apache Sprayers today. Just search Apache Sprayers, see what you find. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson, Jay the federal government took over the Mustang Ranch, which, Andrew, is a brothel in Nevada, and they couldn't yeah, even no. successfully sell sex. Now, what makes yeah, you think that no. they're going to be able to be successful in generating a profit well, with baseball I'm, and softball and football? Well, no, wait, 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 though. the big There's a big key here. There's a big difference in the word, I, the sentence I used and the sentence you used. I just said government. You said federal government. Uh, okay. Uh, well, actually, I think that's a bit of a cop out, Jay. To be no, honest. No, no. So <laughs> look, look. No, wait though. Look at. So the you're last, talking the city of Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. I, I would say this. 
or even maybe the state of Missouri might even have a big enough economic investment, maybe a joint venture between Missouri and Kansas. I don't know. Really, it's a Missouri. But, I mean, but, but, the, but, yeah, the stadium is well missed, inside Missouri. You've missed a very important point out of this, because I, I actually, for once, agree with you 100%, and I think Trent's wrong, provided that the money that's provided by the local government, or any government for that matter, is used by the independent uh, standalone contractors in the way they want to use it. So, if you have private businesses investing in that in that uh, time and and effort to build that stadium with the franchise owners of yeah those sports com, if they are allowed to do what they they want to do with that government money, they'll make a huge profit. The minute yeah. It goes the other way that the, the tail's wagging the dog, as we say here. Then it'll lose; it'll just never gain money. And I'll give you an example. Absolutely, every, every Olympic um, uh, bid ever, apart from two, have lost billions and billions of dollars. One was London Olympics was a very big success because there was a, a privately a private uh, equity involved in t- in terms of how it was built. And the other one was, believe it or not, it's a long time ago, and it's long before um, Trudeau Castro. Uh, Calgary Olympics made an absolute massive profit. Now, right, but but apart from that, it's been a complete loss-making exercise because too much government involvement has caused that. So, so my 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 case studies that I look at are the last three big stadium projects that got built in the United States mm-hmm. and that are really, that are really big, massive stadiums. And the, and the, the point being that, uh, so let's take the Dallas Cowboys stadium. It's the, it's the number one valued sports franchise, uh, in the United States. It rivals, uh, it's the only thing that rivals some of the soccer, uh, league, you know, values worldwide. And they built this giant monstrosity of a stadium. Everybody made fun of them, et cetera. But the the, the little city of Arlington, Texas, which, uh, you know, is not a giant metropolitan city. It's a big city, but it's not huge. Um, mm-hmm. They financed it. Um, they did a bond. And basically, it was a massive loan to a guy named Jerry Jones, who people love to hate in, a, in the United States. Even Dallas Cowboys fans often hate him. Um, who owns the team, and they set it up on like a, a 11, 11 year plan to repay it. In seven years, because of the activity outside of football that he had been able to generate, he paid off the loan in full and even paid some acceleration fee penalties um, in seven years. And so the city of Arlington, on top of that, then, without having to give him a, a base without having to excuse him from taxes, then they also magnified the number and the quality of the hotels and restaurants that surrounded that stadium complex. And they will tell you, I've looked at those numbers down there. The same thing is true for the Los Angeles Rams facility in California. And it looks like the same thing is going to be true for the new complex that they built in Las Vegas. And and it literally is because they did what you said. The city didn't try to build it. The state didn't try to build it. 
Instead, they basically just loaned the money but to someone who had the capacity to pay it back, kind of regardless. And then they turned them loose and let let free enterprise take over, and they hold concerts. And in Dallas Stadium, they hold, you know, everything well, from rodeos yeah, to ice hockey to whatever. It's full every to. single day of the year. Well, I, I, you're missing one very important one, and he's an American, and, and he's done something for my beloved team, but he's also done something for the city of Boston, and that's John Hen- John W. Henry and yeah, Fenway yeah. Sports, because their investment in my club and in the Boston Red Sox has yeah. had government money in Liverpool. Yeah. There was local sure. council money towards that, and what has evolved has been nothing short of spectacular for the local There's, community, not just the, right? not just the, the, the football, but everything surrounding it, the, the hospitality, but also all of the investments in local sports and local uh, children in the in the region. I, I, you know, it's a huge success. And um, I know there's, I know there's failures, but, right? And I mean, yeah. Andrew, T, you can, you, we can all cite some failures, well, and yeah, I sure. understand that, right? But everything that you're describing, though, is exactly kind of my point. And again, not the listen, if the federal government's going to get involved, then it becomes just, yeah, it's a nightmare. A white elephant. A white elephant. I agree. Yeah. But so to to Trent's point, but it is, if he was describing government involvement, then I think Trent's right. If if it's real involvement, which means that they're. You know they're dictating what's actually put where. Then I would I would make sure that my pound or dollar was as far away from that as possible because it's not it's going to be overspent and it's never going to be repaid. So Jay, I, I, pro- obviously I have Go to ahead. ask the what the ag economist who we know if he was with us and he started with with on the other hand. This yeah. removed the free market ability of the local banks and the people locally who are also vested in the community to have a fair shot right. at loaning the money. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And if you can find it in a in the private sector, more power to you, right? And I think I think the issue in a couple of those projects, the kind of the problem is, is that those those complexes are almost always generically really a public private partnership anyway so the the private entity doesn't have a hundred percent control of the facility they have to operate within a whole bunch of requirements that the city about about ten thousand other deals that they made in the city uh, in the in the case of the three stadiums that i just talked about those were brand new complexes in brand new places and it was going to be a whole new deal Right. I mean, and so maybe that was the value of each one of those. But, but Jay, um, isn't, isn't there a precedent with this as well? That when this is where I, I look at the great engineering successes, the railways are a great one in North America. You know, we're going to be visiting. I noticed um, <laughs> Trent has us in many places that started with railways. And um, that infrastructure uh, revolutionized America, as, you, as we all know. And then, um, you yeah, but that you look at what, the uh, the canal systems here in the UK and and the motorway systems as we call them because very early on there were there were motorways here and how that revolutionised our uh, manufacturing ca- capacity. What strikes me today is that government has become so big that any infrastructure um, 
attempt is doomed to failure. That That is how I see it. That's one of the biggest problems with government worldwide today because they couldn't... The reason they're politicians is because they can't run a business. That's that. Yeah. That is how I see it because I can see almost always the decisions yeah. that they make are absolutely ridiculous. Look at the ridiculous amount of money that's been expent that's been spent on Ukraine. I mean, it's it's telephone numbers plus plus plus. Jay, wait a minute. And there's no accountability for one dollar of it. And I think. Gets, I think. You know. I think to your. I think to your investment point though, even with the rail industry. And yeah. this kind of supports Trent's perspective is literally just think about this. Who really paid for the, the U.S. railroad infrastructure to get done? It US wasn't our Grant. federal government. No, I, well, I'm agreeing. It, it, it was private equity. Money, it, it, it was a bunch of guys out of Britain that invested mm. in U.S. railroads. If you really mm. look at where the money came from. Mm. But Grant and the federal government tried to control oh, yeah. it, even though they didn't provide the money. And they provided the corruption. Yeah. Ask yeah, Thomas Durant. We're back with more rollout second half after this. Well, let's get out the uh, news briefs here. Today we've got news coming out of the National Western. What is taking place? We have the announcement of Western Art Exhibit and Sale Selects Joseph McGurl as the featured artist. So full details about that can be found on the website. You know, you cannot overlook the importance and the aspects of western art well, uh, joseph mcgirl is from calumet massachusetts and has been named the 2024 featured artist and the annual coors western art exhibit and sale art is a huge part of our history heritage it, it stimulates conversation it brings about things and thoughts and discussions that you could not otherwise generate check out the art and the history and the heritage of the National Western at nationalwestern.com. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent lives into the second half of the journey here, despite the gremlins and the internet trying to prevent it. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Jay, I'm looking forward to brush for many reasons, but, um, right. We're, this is brush is going to be, our across the pond regaining control for the farmer tour in many ways is going to be a, a tribute to veterans and uh, the celebration of your father's life will certainly be a part of that. Uh -huh. The all American right. battalion is going to be on display. Jim Odell is going to be present. So that's going to be right. a great way to cap off a fantastic week. October 28th. Yeah. Plains cattle supply brush, Colorado. Looking yeah. Forward. And I, you know, uh, so um, I, I come from a family of veterans, right? And uh, and a family. Uh, my my dad. One of the things, last things my dad reminded me was that somebody uh, with our last name and our family lineage has been in the cattle business continuously since 1846. Oh wow! Really? And uh, before most of these towns were actually named. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it was right. No, so, I. I I find that yeah. incredible in my research yeah. how new some of these places are in, sure. in naming anyway. And and by the same token, um, um, somebody from in my family history has served in um, every war um, in the United States since the War of 1812. And um, 
several of cases of that, they were the native members of my family uh, that yeah. served in those wars, right? And uh, and so that's kind of like a double interesting thing. But I think we I think we kind of undervalue. I'm also I'm a veteran, right? And um, I do think one of the things that I've started doing with people, you know, people always tell you, oh, thank you for your service, right? And I under, I appreciate it, right? So I don't want to understell that. I am I am appreciative of the compliment people give for that. My response, though, has started to be something that I think, like, maybe off-put some people, but I say, okay, then deserve it. I think that's spot on, actually. And it, and and literally, and people will almost always say, "Well, what do you mean by that?" I said, "Deserve the freedom that I fought for. Mm-hmm. Earn it. Mm-hmm. You have a role here too, right? It's 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 not just the the people that went somewhere else to defend freedom. You have to defend this freedom at home, or that that goes away at some point. And Wasn't so many Reagan, places in the yeah, so many places in the world we've it, it did it. Wasn't it Reagan that said it would be the American? Uh, uh, indigenous American, or sorry, not the, the American people yeah. that take away their own freedom. Yeah, did he say that he did. I think he? something to that effect, right? And it, and and frequently in speeches, Reagan would would say, "Freedom just isn't free." You know, uh, no. that's an old Churchill phrase, I think. Um, yeah. That when you really go back and look at the roots of it, but uh, you know. Uh, so we have some weird dynamics politically that are developing in the United States, right? Uh, RFK uh, is going to run as an independent. Um, Has he announced that? Yesterday. Uh, yesterday. In yesterday, Philadelphia. Made it official. Yeah. Uh, okay. And and I'm just glad he got out of Philadelphia after announcing it with all the violence and crime that's going on there, right? And I hope, uh, I mean, you know, you just you. You see what's going on in our major cities, and it's clear that we've lost we've lost our way. We've lost a sense of, of Jay. It's the same here. Balance. Yeah, it's exactly the same here. We've got the same dynamic as well. It's um, we've been invaded by people of fighting age, who uh, well, are there? It's just it's just a powder keg waiting to go off, isn't it? Let's be honest. Well, and if you look at what happened to even like Israel over the weekend and not to yeah. drag us into a never ending discussion on that. But no. um, the the real damage that was done in Israel was from people that had actually entered that country and in probably inappropriately or with 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 ill ill intended purposes yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the beginning. Right. And now we're going to see. Uh, thousands of people die, um, in, and literally uh, as a result of not being able to manage that. It, we're we're having tens and tens of thousands of people in the United States die uh, on a on an annual basis from crimes that no one is punished for. Is is really my? Are you, are you talking about fentanyl and? Uh... No, no. Oh, no. What are you talking about there? What are you no, about? I'm talking about just straight up, straight up criminal actions. If you look at open cases okay. and and non prosecuted cases, etc., the yeah. the rates of those are in the thou- thousands upon thousands, right? And we we've just allowed our society to drift away. That's and I'm, 
and that while this what I'm going to say now breaks my heart more than anything else because I used to believe that rural America was different, but the same thing is happening in lots of rural America that is happening in cities just on a smaller scale and yeah. at a smaller mm -hmm. level. There, Jade, I, what you're alluding to is big, and I've actually been talking to county sheriffs in Nebraska about this very topic. The drug infestation that leads yeah. to all other crimes in rural areas, communities of 500 people, and, yeah. and and many times the sheriff knows what's going on, and yet they're so clever. You know what? Far too many times the sheriff's involved, and, and then other yeah. times when the sheriff's not involved, they're either so clever or they just can't get that angle. Or here's the big, the saddest problem. They don't have the funds to prosecute the people who they know are criminals. Yeah. No. Or, or I, sometimes the, or sometimes the Kahulis as well, because they know. Absolutely. Agree. A hundred percent. Because that whole funding mechanism is in, infuriating to me because we all pay more taxes than we've ever paid in our life. And yet yeah, right. some of the key ingredients of the representative Republic, we're told we don't have money to fund that part. Well, why? Yeah. Interestingly, the drug capital of the UK uh, is Scotland. And yet Scotland, as you know, is sparsely populated in terms of uh, the, the, Europe, the UK. I mean, out of our 70 million people or thereabouts, only 5 million live in Scotland, but Scotland is the epicenter of our drug problem. And why? Because the the politicians in Scotland, the so-called freedom fighting um, uh, Scottish nationalists, they're soft on drugs. They encourage availability of drugs. You know uh, what? And that that is where right. you know, I I look at um, you know the cartel uh, activity on your uh, southern border, and the same thing is happening here at our border with France. It's the same gig. And somebody, and I, I discussed it with uh, Trent yesterday, it's not just the same gig. It's totally coordinated by the same people. Mm -hmm. And that is something, I know you've got a little bit more of an issue with Chinese uh, immigrants coming in through your southern border, but we also have a huge infestation of Chinese uh, citizens here in the UK uh, coming through the education system that's their method of getting in here um, uh, but it's definitely I, 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 actually that was the original entry point here as well the confucius confucius yeah. institute which was put together at dickinson state university you can watch the china conquest the untold stories the education arena has been the entry. And in fact, we have that Harvard professor who's now spending time in prison because he was taking yeah. $80,000 right. a month cash from China. Yeah. Right. And that's why right. when, when, when Jay does and, ask that. And, and just to finish that thought, he was taking yeah. that money because he was doing the research on implanting a chip in brains of American citizens. Um, Trent, we are, you know what? You and I don't see eye to eye and everything politically at the moment, but I, I'm sure you'll have an opinion that's similar to mine on this. Have you heard that Hillary Clinton thinks that some of us should go and have um, be re, re, retuned or re whatever is it rewired uh, in order to live in society because um, you know we're patriotic. We believe in your constitution. Yeah. I believe in 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 freedom and 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 uh, your republic as well. What's your thoughts on her actually saying that people who don't believe what she believes should be reprogrammed? 
playing uh, in America. So I actually I was on Friday on Joe Altman's show out of Denver. He played that clip, and my response is easy. At one point in time. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and the Clintons were best friends. Now, all of a sudden, they're political enemies. I don't buy it. She's intentionally saying that the MAGA people, which, by the way, the high priest in the Satan church is a MAGA, the MAGA people need to be reprogrammed. It's part of the script. I, I don't buy it. No, no, no. I'm asking bit. you. No, I don't. You're, you're bringing the personalities into this. No, I'm not. I'm, saying that somebody I'm telling you how we're being. They're trying to play us mentally. So you don't think she meant that? then? No. It's part of the it's part of the old big game. Okay. All the right. control of our lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. You think that as well, uh, um, Jay? I'm uh, I am I am deeply concerned about the break the the breakdown in the United States um, towards that is like a waterfall right now, taking us towards a pure secular view of the world, and that it does concern me greatly. Um, I see, I mean, we, it's okay to have satanic, uh, influences in our society today. Everybody dismisses it, uh, pretty quickly. We watched, uh, uh, you know, the, the music awards that last year were like a blatant throwdown right in front of us. And I, yeah, I'm deeply Your concerned about show. that. Your oh. halftime show at the Super Bowl has been like that oh, for years. Yeah. Hey, Jay, that's going to yeah. happen in your new chief stadium funded by the citizens of Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. And on, and uh, yeah, probably. It's well, number one, remember, um, I'm not a Chiefs fan. I do cheer for them. Once I know in a we while, hear you right? in your cowboy rants all the time. <laughs> but, but again, yeah. Once again, though, the common football I wish fan I was a Chiefs the common, fan, the common soccer fan. They're not in any way, shape, or form condoning that sort of stuff. It's their it's their vehicle to show off their satanic views. I mean, at the end of the day, that's not the football fans' fault, Trent. That's the fault of the, no. the control the media has over everything. Just ahead, we'll finish we'll never finish this discussion, but we'll continue it after this. I want to remind you that it's your fault if you don't go to cpbeef.com and have a supply of the most tender beef on the planet. Great Plains cattlemen go to great lengths to generate the Piedmontese sired beef. Every calf is DNA tested to verify that it is sired by the Piedmontese bull. That's your assurance that it will be tender. And the Smokehouse products continue to acclaim new wards and referrals. I got to tell you, Tony Encontro is doing a fantastic job. The entire system is just working at cutting out the middlemen, getting you closer to the, the producer and closer to your food supply. Go to the website, order it, have it delivered to your home. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. That website is cpbeef.com. Certified Piedmontese, you and tender. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose, alongside Andrew Henderson and Jay Truett. All right, Andrew, you were oh. saying this is so not I, the typical I, I, I soccer fan, football fan. Clinton said. Hillary Clinton, I don't agree with you, Trent. Hillary Clinton is is uh, is talking about Nazism. What happened before with with Hitler was that um, those that didn't have the set the view that the the government of the day had needed to be put into camps and reprogrammed. She is genuinely believing that she's right and her um, liberal let, views are right. Let me ask her, you a question. 
They're wrong. Let me ask yeah. you a question. So, What's her motivation for doing this? What she did, what she said at this time? Okay, I'll answer that very straight. These people are so, because they, they, they're not religious. They are, you put it satanic. I'm, fine, I'm, I'm easy to put that word on it. These people believe they can say it because they believe what their 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 goal in life is going to be achieved. But they she has nothing to gain it. by doing this. Nothing. Well, uh, well, you say nothing to be gained. What she's trying to do is mobilize the people that she thinks believe what she's saying is right. She actually believes that a majority of people think the same way as she does. No, she's trying to mobilize the people who disagree to create chaos to bring about more tyranny. But that's not going to happen because that doesn't make me feel like that. It doesn't make me feel like uh, to create tyranny. What it makes most people, I believe, in our position think is we want to see justice. And justice has to be dealt with honestly and openly. It can't be done discriminately and in a if we way. had justice and accountability that woman would be rotting in a prison cell for what she did to human lives and people who sacrificed in the name of the united states military to defend our future of our country right. but nobody but trent if you're right nobody has risen up against her atrocities yet and i hope they so, don't and i want no, to see the face that no, but wait wait Wait, wait, though. Those those exact words that you just used, Andrew, is where I kind of just I part with the earlier comment that you made. And I do think that the focal at some point we have to put the focal point where it really is. And and the the focal point of this is so I do think it's the football fans fault. OK, OK. Uh, right. Okay. I okay. think it's the fans fault for allowing that to take place in front of them in front of their stadium the 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 game was more important than the social fiber of our nation okay is and what all those fans actually said by staying in the seats and not just walking out of the stadium and not going back for a year okay well as, first of all the same first thing of all, that's, Trent's, that's trent's argument as well i know that very very clearly he right, thinks but let's, people should be better educated and that they should know better and walk away against those things. But the truth is, guys, most people have been totally influenced by the propaganda. And but, no matter and what. So you just say, admitted they're the problem. Yeah. Well, and, see, that, they, well, they are the problem. And somehow you have to make them see it. Somehow. Somehow you have to make those people see that. Because that's what happened in the Second World War. People were shown what was going on, and finally they understood. And this is what I think the process we're going through now, because propaganda has so... Look what happened with COVID. I mean, it's the yeah. biggest act of propaganda ever perpetrated. Do you know, today, we have the first leading politician. She happens to be the leader of, uh, of Alberta, who's come out and actually apologized to the unvaccinated people in the world and offered to reinstate everybody that was mandated to have a jab that didn't. She's also accepted that thousands and thousands of people have been killed and maimed by the jabs. Now, that's the first, you know, that's happened right today. Now, she won't be the last leader, but the Japanese are now saying they've got evidence that all of the variants have come from labs. This 
information keeps coming out and eventually people are going to go, hang on a minute, because they all know people who have died since they've had these jabs. Most people know people. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do think we are, I, I am not a big ego enough to say, well, I, I knew it was right, so everybody else should have known. I don't, I don't buy that because I do think that propaganda is evil and gaslighting is evil and it's been going on at a rate beyond anybody's recognition and i can see it for what it was and i don't blame individual people for not for not realizing what's been happening to them i'm, I'm gonna agree i'm gonna agree with you uh i, I think basically 100 percent, andrew and i it, it's not i don't think that disagrees with trent's perspective on this no. i just think that i do think I, I agree that on both sides of the political aisle now, we've we begin to deal more in a propaganda mentality about how we actually go about the conversation. I think yeah. that there may be more conspiracy. I sadly, I'm not like the anti-conspiracy guy, right? I mean, you guys make fun of me sometimes about it. I, I just don't always buy into it. But the truth of the matter is. I actually do think there's a more conspiring between the two sides than we ever wanted to admit. Yeah. And sadly, it's not in our interest. No. And I worked in the middle of that process, and even then, right, I couldn't see it. But uh, it, there's something that's just bizarrely wrong here, and I you think know, we all know it until we call it out. Well, We're here's what much Trent, to blame as the people who are committing the crime. Trent, it, to 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 be fair to be fair to you, have you seen what Matt Gatz has asked um, Congress to do? He's asked yeah. Congress to vote on term limits, but he's also said he wants a vote to take away the right from anybody in Congress who's elected at any stage of that elected period to invest money in any company or or a, a share investment. And that includes members of their family or people they know. If it can be traced to them, then they can go to jail for a very long time. And he knows they won't vote for it. That's the key. None of them will yeah. vote. No, but he also knows that he'll never even get the vote. But somehow or another, he can get credit for something that his family actually engages in. Okay, but that's not a good... That's not You know... You cannot be you cannot be judged by the sins of other people in your family. You it's can't. like well, but it, this is also a little bit like you know. I mean, so listen, I'm a chubby guy, and this is like uh, um, the fat guys making dietary recommendations that they know <laughs> nobody will ever follow, and that's oh, part of the well, okay. All right, <laughs> no, but that's all, an interesting all, analogy. All, <laughs> no, but it's but, all the issue with me and you in it. You're right, but well, it's about actually, it's, it's, that's a sad situation because that happens every single day in hospitals all across this country. Yeah, right. Fat yeah. doctors no. and nurses. Fat doctors telling us how to live better. Exactly. Pill that they could have just told us to take a charcoal pill. <laughs> anyway, I no, I my my real point is here is that I, I mean, kind of early on when I started working in politics, I I realized that hey, listen, one of the most one of the most important tools in your political toolbox is to say something so extreme that you know no one will ever accept, literally just so that you can negotiate to what you really want from that. And and the reality is is that we have to stop buying into that game. 
we need to get to a reality point, and we need to talk about things that are just real. We mm-hmm. need to stop calling crime uh, some kind of generational um, influence, right? We need to stop talking about drugs as if they are self-medication. We need yeah. to stop. We need to stop doing all of those things, right? Have just a plain conversation with plain words, and people uh, hold ourselves accountable. But that's back to my point. I listen. I spent two years. I was the biggest football fan in the world in the United States. I loved it. I haven't watched the game in its entirety in three years now, and I did that because I realized at some point I needed to police myself. I needed to police myself. I had to actually say, you know what? I'm just not going to participate in that. They're not going to get my money. They're not going to get my uh, support. They're not going to get my uh, my adoration. I'm not going to spend time on social media defending them anymore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? I'm not going to engage in that because they abandoned me, not vice versa. They abandoned yeah. me. Yeah, and Jay, to make that matter worse, I I screwed up the other night. Lindsay and I had no. a dinner in a sports bar. Uh, Lindsay huh? being our middle daughter, and uh, I was sitting in a spot where I could see a television. I finally realized I watched an NFL game for ten seconds, and I said, "Oh, Lindsay, I got to change spots. I can't. I got to be able to yeah. say I did not see ten seconds of a NFL game." But that's not my point. My real point is, the purest was still in college athletics. And now they're about to completely destroy that as well with these endorsements yeah. that are taking place. Sure. Yeah. It's it's rapidly becoming the same thing. Yeah. And I mean, really the only reason I watch professional uh, sports nowadays is to is just to see if some young young this is sad, but it's to see some young athlete to see if somebody collapses. And I mean we see a forty two percent increase okay. in the, if you're watching event. the Dallas Cowboys and your focus is on the players, then you kind of miss the point of the Dallas Cowboys. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should be watching the sidelines and see what she so, did in that outfit. Yeah. So said the poster on my 18-year-old self wall. <laughs> terrible. That my I mean, mom didn't show like. like ours. Uh, um, yeah. But, you know, Jay, the um, – No, no, Andrew, we need to get back where we appreciate the difference in the beauty between a man and a woman. I'm not apologizing for that in any way, shape, or form. I don't think it's happening often enough today. I didn't ask you to apologize. Okay. Yeah, no. Good, because I'm not. Women are are beautiful creatures. They are, and they need to be appreciated and respected in that way. 30 seconds, Andrew. No, I think it's been a a journey through to to the... base of the of the talk which is uh regaining control for the farmers and that is gonna be where we need to go to start this conversation off because those who produce the food are the people that can structure society and that will be the last word and it is quite profound in itself we have journeyed down that path, connecting all the dots. We all have just one thing left to remind you, that all roads do lead to a roll route. And finally, today I want to remind you about the Across the Pond Regaining Control for the Farmer Tour starting in Quincy, Illinois on October the 22nd, and then to Wisconsin, Slayton, Minnesota, Key Largo, then to Aberdeen, 
Mackenzie, North Dakota, Broken Bow, Nebraska, Brush, Colorado is where we will complete that tour. Details can be found on the website, loosetailsmedia.com. And the tour itself is going to be sponsored and have availability of these nitric oxide supplements that I talk, I take and I talk about on a daily basis and have for 18 years, to be honest, folks, because they work. Nitric oxide is an essential element of healthy living. No2u.com. No2u.com. Patron is your coupon code.